0: Welcome everybody to the Safina Society. Nothing but facts live stream on Thursday, the final stream before Memo- what is it, Memorial Day or Labor Day? Mm-hmm. Memorial Day weekend, followed by trip to England. So we won't be streaming for another uh, while. We have we'll be back next Wednesday. Not next Wednesday, the Wednesday after that. But maybe, who knows, they'll stream some of the stuff out of England. Okay, and the England uh, stuff is already. Uh, the schedule's on my Instagram. Everything's on my Instagram. You could all check it all there uh, and see all the details there on Instagram. Today's stories of the Audiya. Uh, but first, I gotta know. Uh, did you uh, message Noah? I'm sorry. Did Noah? Did you message Noah? Not, not yet. Yeah, know. send him a message now, please, and tell him amazing setup. Everything's amazing, but I have an allergy to white light. It doesn't have to be yellow. That's for like restaurants massage like it could be in the middle not white not yellow okay it's not it's cool to warm people don't know anything about light bulbs light bulbs go from cool to warm if you want hyperactivity cool fast food restaurants sports stadiums if you want complete slow de- to slow down your brain massage it you go to the churches they do this a nice restaurant yellow lighting warm light very warm lighting like light, right like your nightstand the night if you have a nightstand and you're you're reading it but before sleeping the light stand is yellow okay the regular living that which is neither this nor that is always in the middle okay neither this nor that neither is it a fast food you move or a sports arena right speed and hyperactivity and moving quick and industrial almost nor is it a, rest, a restaurant where you, you want to slow everything down and slow your mind down. You go to the middle, okay? And Noah's our guy. He knows all about this stuff, depth, whatever it is. I don't know what he's saying, which is good because we're now at a point in our organization where we're going for expertise, right? I can't do everything myself like the olden days, right? So he's taken over this job, and that is his, his position, and soon he'll be here behind the desk. Until then, we got Habib as basically a Swiss army knife. He done everything. He does everything. Grilling corn for La Cocina. All right. He teaches hips. And he runs a live stream. And he does everything. Now let's get to... Um, did you get the email? When you're ready with that, tell me. Okay. Uh what do we call it? Session number one. Segment number one. Stories of the Odia today. Segment number two. The state of our pet goat. I, ch- I want to get close to nature. Right? Yeah, just hit download on both of those things. I want to get close to nature. Right? And attempt number one. You'll see. And I'll share with you the pictures. Okay. Never ever imagined that I would get pictures like this, and I'll share with you the audio that I, the the call that I got. But first, let us turn to awliya illah. They're jamali and jalali. Sometimes they are so majestic, you have to sit up straight and sit still and be quiet the whole time. And sometimes they are so jamali. They're so. The qualities of beauty and mercy are so much in them. You feel like you can just melt in their presence and relax in their presence. And they're lighthearted and everything is forgiving. And so their awliya have this spectrum. Today we're going to read about Shah al-Kirmani. He was a prince, essentially. He was a okay and he he only, we only have a few sayings from him in this book what is a sign of taqwa is wara. Wara is to stay away from what is discouraged let alone what is forbidden okay a taqwa is staying away from what's forbidden the word taqwa stay away from what's forbidden the wara is to stay an extra couple feet away from what's forbidden. So, wouldn't it not ma- wouldn't it make sense if there is a dangerous cliff of water? Okay, a dangerous cliff that not only do you stay away from the edge, but put a rail ten feet away from the, red, the, the, the edge. Right, that's what wada would be. Okay. وَعَلَامَةُ الْوَقُوفِ عِنْدَ الشَّبُهَاتِ So, wara is just where you assess that this is where it gets slippery. Because we can assess on certain things. Alright, we know this is haram. We know this is halal. This is harmful. This is safe. Like, we have to think, where does it get slippery in the middle? We put a guardrail there. You imagine way back in the day, they actually did not have guardrails around mountains. California, Route 1. You have guardrails. You ever heard about California Route One? Ooh, Pacific Coastal Highway. Used to be a brand, and that it's a it's a scary, steep, thin road. Part of it, not all of it. There weren't there weren't railways uh, railings there. A good society puts railings way ahead of the harm. All right? وكان يقول لأصحابه اجتنب الكذب والغيبة. Stay away from lying, cheating, misleading people, and backbiting. I'm going worried about anything after that. Okay. So what is the issue here? The issue here is that I heard, I heard another saying from one of the awliya. He said, if you find yourself heavy in ibadah, acts of worship, you can't get up. You don't get up in time. You're weak then know that you must have talking badly about a Muslim. You hurt another Muslim and Allah is displeased with that. So when Allah is displeased with that, what you have done, you put a layer of ghafla, of heedlessness on yourself. And when you did that, you can't receive the inspiration of angels fast enough and you can't respond. Right? So that's the problem. Rahma, mercy, is everywhere with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sending us mercy. Everywhere there's mercy. But when we commit sins, we put a layer of darkness over ourselves. And that layer of darkness, it's, it obstructs the mercy. So we ask, where is Allah's mercy? It's there. You're the one who's got a layer over yourself. Where's the rain? The rain is everywhere. You're the one who covered yourself, Right? It's always, is there, is there ever a place with no rain, right? Of course, obviously there's deserts, but generally speaking, it's always raining, all right, in our countries and in in, in, uh, aside from the desert, but you blocked yourself from the rain. Where's the sun? The sun is actually everywhere. The sun's in England, the sun's in, it comes, but what's, there's clouds. The sun reaches everywhere, but there are clouds over some cities. Over some is covered with clouds. The North England's covered with clouds. Right? So it's the clouds are blocking the sun. But the sun's always everywhere. We put clouds up. Heedlessness is a cloud. Sins is a dark cloud. It's a darkness. Stay away from sins. Don't worry about anything else. Stay away from sins. Get busy with your misbah. Call it a day. You're good to go. Sooner or later, the light's going to sprout out. Problem is tell you what the problem is people don't have patience and this they want immediate results what's the fast track don't ever ask for the fast track there forget fast tracks i want the fast track there's no fast track what's the fastest way to get this it's fastest way to forget all that you need to have sabr i'm telling you people always say oh i've been praying all the time okay okay so since when three it's been three months three months Takes the idiots four years to get a high school diploma. It's useless, right? GED. Who who has a GED hanging? Who has a high school diploma hanging on their on their uh, walls? It's nothing, right? Took four years for you to get that, and it's worthless. You don't. I don't even know where my high school diploma is. Who knows? Some drawer somewhere. Who knows and who cares, right? It's worthless. Now it's worthless. When, at the moment it was fine, but. <clears throat> Oh, you're a champion in the realm of the Malaika and the realm of spirituality. You are a champ. If you do what? You lower your gaze. If you lower your gaze, chances are you will guard your private parts. Okay. And if you do those two things, now your heart is now open to thoughtfulness. To receiving good thoughts, good ideas. Because your heart's clean. When a farmer walks around with seeds, what does he do? He looks around. Uh, This soil's no good. This soil's sandy. I don't like this soil here. Okay. Then finally he sees a nice patch of pure soil, puts it in there. That's what happens. The rahmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I heard from, one of the, from Habib Omar. The different lights that Allah has created. Are in constant flow in the world. Non-stop. Like waves. Right? But once the land is pure. The heart is clean. It can receive it. No different than a radio antenna. So that wave isn't that wave everywhere but it's useless until it has an antenna so the lights that allah has created in the world that bring good thoughts iman Sakina, and all these things okay, to the heart they're everywhere at all times but you just got to polish 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 never give up polishing don't stop don't no shortcuts don't rush and it'll hit you. Yeah, okay. it's the same thing for all things in life, not just spirituality. And spirituality made the hardest thing because it's sort of unseen. But if you want to learn a language, if you want to work out, if you want to uh, get abs, anybody can do anything if they have the patience. It is not even about like a talent or a skill. It's about a work ethic and building up a system of habits. Right. Anybody can do anything. And sometimes you just need to, to juice yourself up a little bit by remembering your purpose and your goal. But your goals cannot exist without systems of habits. And the system of these awliya and of the shuyukh and of the Prophet wasallam gave us the system of awrad. A five minute dhikr in the morning, five minute dhikr at night. It seems like I achieved nothing today. After a month, I achieved nothing. After two months, it seems like I achieved nothing. But there is a concept of people back in the ancient times that had to break rocks with sledgehammers. Now, I never knew this, but there, the old way of breaking a rock is to keep hitting a massive, epic size rock. But you keep hitting it in the same spot. And you may hit it 200 times and nothing happens like is literally like wasting your time on the 201st time it thing cracks wide open right it's amazing that this is how most success happens not by being really skilled really smart it's by knowing that this is how things happen so on the 201st time clearly that strike is not what did it it's the accumulation of strikes that did it That's our method in the deen. If you apply that to studying of the deen, if you apply that to real life, it's all the same, right? You can literally achieve anything because you you are able to wait more than anyone else. And you're able to understand the concept of sabr, the concept that stuff will happen. I just got to stick to it. And the failures in life to me are the people who want the quick fix. They don't get it. They move to the next thing. Don't get that quick fix, go to the next thing. Well, they realize after 10 years, nothing happened. You're like the same person. You didn't improve. But if you had stuck to one thing, you would have broken through. And that's the key to anything. There's no, nothing is, if something seems difficult or daunting, that means nothing. Just needs more pecs, 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 pecs. Okay. He says, ظاهره باتباع السنة. Wa نَفْسَهُ أَكْلَ الْحَلَالُ halal. Wa أَكْلَ الْحَلَالُ Follow the sunnah. Eat halal. Lam tukti lahu farah firasa. Firasa. Your your firasa will never be wrong. Listen to this. He said, if you lower your gaze, you guard your private parts, you contemplate. You're always contemplating the good. Okay? You follow the sunnah as much as you can. You always eat halal. Your insight will always be right. It will never be wrong. Why? Because your heart is now a mirror to the truth. Your heart's a mirror now. Okay? To the truth. What you see in your heart, what comes in your mind, is not an idea that you got. It's a reflection of the truth. Abhanallah. Amazing insight here. From Shahid Kirmani, because the firasat al fear the firasa of a mu'min. His heart is so clean, it's a mirror, right? And it's straight, it's not crooked, right? It's straight. And that mirror now reflects the truth. It seems like, oh, this idea, I got this idea. You didn't get an idea. You're just reflecting the truth, you're reflecting the book of destiny. It's a. Ref- it seems to you that it's my idea. But in truth, it's a reflection of al haq that Allah's given you. Right? And you put yourself in a position to reflect off. So that is uh, that's our deen, that's our product. And we have a system in our deen. And you may see like the Islamic Ummah right now is almost like for the last hundred years like directionless, right? It's directionless. There's no leader, there's nothing, it's directionless. But we have systems. We fast, we make hajj, we pray, we lower the gaze, we don't use interest. So the practicing Muslim is always in a position to succeed. Let me ask you this. If you, if we had a company, a, 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 take two companies. One company said, we need to make a million bucks. They're always thinking about making a million bucks. Well, you got to hit a million dollar revenue. The other company does not put a goal for itself, but it does say, Every one of us needs to have their job outlined exactly. What is your job? Okay. And every week we got to have an assessment of whether we did our job. Okay. And everyone's job's got to be very simple. Okay. And we got to make sure everyone's doing their job, no days off. But they never set themselves a goal. They never set a million, but they never set any goal. Which one do you think is going to be more successful? Which one do you think? What do you think of you? Yeah, the one with the system. The system is more important than the goal. So we are a directionless ummah. There's no what's what our goal at right now as a nation, as an ummah. Nothing. Just a a a, mil, a billion people scattered all over the earth with no leader, no goal, but. We're, the ummah is still advancing in the sense that Islam is spreading. There are a lot of good things happening. Why? Because we have a system. At the individual level, there are systems in place, right? The, the, the cell, each Muslim is like the cell, right? The cell of the body knows what to do, right? And insofar as Muslims do that, they get good results. So you don't necessarily always need a master plan, but you need good systems, personal Day to day. That's why when you look at the Prophet there's no grandmaster plan. The sunnah, find me the grandmaster plan for the ummah. There's nothing. But what you do have is every individual Muslim, he's set on a track in life. Pray like this, lower your gaze, get married like this, eat this. So if every cell is in perfect health, you will get good results even without any planning. That's the secret of why we say this is the messenger of Allah and he has the blueprint of success. Where's the blueprint of success? Where is the national plan? It's not there. But what there is, there is individual systems for me as a person, for me as a family, for us as a community. And then when you do that, at wherever you are, in every circumstance, you'll end up successful. All right. And that's the genius. It's not genius, it's wahi, it's revelation. SubhanAllah. Umar ibn Khattab, when he used to to do checks on his governors, he never once asked him, what's your five-year plan for Egypt? What's your five-year plan for spreading the Dawah in Bahrain? He asked, go and check if he prays in the mosque. Go and check what his life is like. What are his daily habits of this governor? One time he said he sent a spy and there is a halal spying and that is called um, um, Subhanallah, there's a word for it. What's the word for it? I can't remember what the word for that. But no, no, in Arabic. I'm trying to think. The halal spying is to look at what you do in public or to get yourself invited to his house. So Sayyidina Omar used to send halal spies and that is Go and look at how uh, he lives. Get yourself invited to his house. So he went to one, and he said, "Omar, I couldn't get invited to, his, to the house." He said, "Why?" He said, "This man, O he's poor. Your governor is poor. Your governor has no money to even invite me for a lamb or a sheep." He went to an and, and Omar said, "And okay, what else is his? What about his public practice?" He said, "Omar." He has a a very strange public practice. For two days, he's amazing. He shows up for every salah. Right? And he has khushua and taqwa. And he sees people from day to night. He takes care of business. Every third day disappears. Takes a day off. Takes a day off. So he invited him. The governor comes. He said, "Um, your report is excellent don't understand why you take their every third day off. Like, they don't see you in the mosque. You don't hold court. You don't meet with the people or with your government. What's going on? He said, I don't want to say. He said, oh, you're boss. You have to say. You can't tell I don't want to say. He said, oh, maybe I have one garment. I have to wash it. <laughs> and when I wash it, I have to sit there, wait until it dries. So I'm going to said, this <laughs> This man, this man deserves everything he should get of reward. And he said, take this money, take this money, take this money. Go buy yourself garments, serve. You are the one that I want. Why? Because the individual so he didn't say, what's your master plan? He looked at you as the cell. Whatever, if you're good, no matter what happens, the result's going to be good. But if you're rotten, your brain and your plan is not going to change you. It's not going to benefit you. Not going to benefit anybody. So that man went back. And then Omar sent the spy again. He said, you shouldn't have the problem. you will be taking it off every third day anymore. He came back. Omar, nothing changed. So said, what is this man? He said, no, Omar, he gave it all away. In <laughs> sadaqah. Then he went to another man. He sent another man. He said, go get invited to his house. Check out what he does. He said, Omar, he said to Omar, uh, said Omar, he came back after a couple months. He said, Omar, I got invited. I had fish the first time. I had chicken the second time. I had lamb the next time. I had camel the next time. And every single visit, every month I got visited to this man's house, a new curtain, new sofas. Omar said, this man is corrupt. Get him out, right? They said, Omar... Uh, it's not haram to have all this. Say, Northman was very rich. Abdurrahman bin Awf was very rich. They're citizens. As a citizen, do what you want. When you work for the government, you cannot be using your position, right, to gain your wealth. Open a business if you want to get rich, but don't try to be a governor. Abu Huraira went. Very simple. Abu Hurairah, beloved to the ummah. Sahaba loved him. Has one wife, one daughter. Abu Huraira, you have been gathering hadith and teaching. Now it's time for you to serve. We need you. Amir al-Mu'mineen, where am I going? Bahrain. Goes to Bahrain. Comes back for the annual. Every one or two years, you make hajj and Omar meets with you. All the governors. Comes back. Beautiful garment, right? Dressed nicely. Yeah, Abu Huraira, where'd you get this? Abu Huray says, Amr, I know you. It's all halal trade and I have witnesses. I took the money I had. I went to the marketplace. I traded it with my own self, my own two eyes. I know it's 100% halal. He said, you traded in the marketplace. He said, yes. I didn't take any money from the state. He said, oh, okay. So you go to Bahrain and everyone says, oh, this is the governor. Let's give him a good deal. Let's trade with the governor. Give him a good deal. In the future, we may need him. All this wealth is invalid. Give it all back. What you had when you went, that's all you're allowed to keep. Okay. Next had she comes. He said, I'm resigning my post. He said, why? We need you there, right? We need righteous people like yourself there. He said, I need to make a buck, right? I need to make some money. I can't make any money in this job. He resigns, SubhanAllah. So the, the cell, the individual human, and his daily routine is what matters. And uh, in the end of time that we're in, your master plans mean diddly squat. Unless, unless you also have excellent day-to-day habits of taqwa, of lowering the gaze, It's those day-to-day habits of making Salah, doing all these things. That's the foundation. If you have a master plan, then that's, on top of that, that's good, right? But without it, it's useless. Let's now look at Al-Harith al-Muhasibi, big biography on him. But he doesn't have too much, but I mean, we could have, from other books, get his biography. Al-Harith al-Muhasibi Okay. He is from Basra But he ended up living in Baghdad He is somebody that um, Lived in the time of Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal He is somebody who was I would say ahead of his time In that he was a Mutakallim and a Mutasawwuf Namely he was somebody that Used reason To combat and defend the aqeedah of Ahl-Sunnah. And he was one who saw the permissibility of dhikr gatherings. And Ahmad ibn Hanbal approved of the result, but not the process. He, Ahmad ibn Hanbal, no, Ahmad ibn Hanbal is a great imam. Is he the be-all and end-all of Islam? No, with all due respect, right? So his, uh, his opinion, which his opinion is a valid and correct opinion. Some things are dhani, we can differ upon. His, Ahmad ibn Hamad's method is no kalam, no use of, of reason to defend this faith. Okay? Or to deconstruct the opposition and then uh, defend the aqidah of Islam within the arena of mantiq. No. And no dhikr gatherings because we, it was not a common uh, practice that was transmitted down from the early generations. The dhikr practices do have a basis in little snippets that happen amongst the sahaba. There's no doubt about that. Like zero doubt. There's zero doubt that there were dhikr gatherings, out loud dhikr, in unison with the sahaba. Right? We know that they were out loud. We know that they were physically together. And the unison part is really by default of all human behavior no group of human beings can repeat the same thing except eventually they will become in unison like it's physically impossible otherwise and we know that the sahaba did not like adhkar quran dhikr to be recited in cacophony what's the proof of that cacophony means not in unison what's the proof of that when the masjid became loud in Tarawih in the time of sayyidna umar they didn't like it they couldn't focus you're reciting this surah, another person's reciting this surah, another person's like, like, you can't do this. So that's when they made the jama'ah for taraweeh. So we knew that they didn't like that cacophony. We know that Malaika and the Prophet loves unison. He says, if your ameen matches the ameen of the imam, which matches the amin of the angels, you all said amin at once, all your sins are forgiven. It's like a light comes when the Im- ameens come, boom. A light shines, clears away all of those sins. Okay? So we know that. Al-Harith al-Muhasibi was with that. Ahmed ibn Hanbal was, no, none of that. Okay. Ahmed ibn Hanbal was the one who was the loved and honored Imam of his era. Al-Harith al-Muhasibi was not, not well known amongst the ulama, nor amongst the people. His books passed on. We, the ulama knew him. A select group of people knew him. But at the time, his way was not viewed as the way. Okay. By the way, get ready to do a plug for Fictional Frontiers. And when I take my break, you're going to come here and give a plug for Fictional Frontiers. Okay. There is a company out there, folks, called Fictional Frontiers. And uh, so is going to tell us about it. He was very wealthy. He got 70000 فَلَمْ يَأْخُذْ مِنْهَا But he didn't touch it. Because his father did was a Mu'tazili. Did not believe in Qadr. Okay? So he did not even take his father's money. Okay? And he used to say, لَا يُتَوَارَثْ أَهْلُ الْمِلَّتَيْنِ شَيْءٍ Hadith of the Prophet wasallam from Abu Dawood that people of two different religions don't inherit. Right? Cut. So you're like, I'm not even inheriting from you. In today's world, what's the fatwa if you're a convert and you inherit money from your parents? You say the the fatwa is it don't treat it as inheritance, treat it as that you're taking the money that it's better in the hands of a Muslim than a non believer. Okay? Okay, so he actually died poor as a result of not taking the inheritance. All right, so hey, you're up. You're up, i to take yourself a five minute. I do these streams two hours, two, two and a half hours sometimes. No break. Who does this? No radio even, they don't do this. When Noah comes in, we need to start putting commercials in.
1: As-salamu alaikum to everyone on the live stream. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. ala Muhammadin wa alihi wasallam. First, I want to thank Dr. Shadi for his uh, daily fictional frontiers programming because it's so inspirational on so many fronts, and it gives you so much food for thought. And hopefully, through our initiative, the fictional frontiers initiative, we can do something. I can do. Uh, I can that in our own way. And. I'll take a couple minutes to share what we're doing with the Fictional Frontiers Initiative. The Fictional Frontiers Initiative is an incubation hub for storytelling inspired by or from the Muslim world. So what we're doing is we're looking for narratives. We're looking for the seeds of an idea. We're looking for creators who are interested in developing and producing stories that are of the highest caliber with not only respect to the content, but also with respect to how they are developed, how they're produced. And we are agnostic when it comes to the mediums by which we uh, produce the content. Uh, We're not just looking for uh, writers. We're not just looking for illustrators. We're not just looking for poets. We're looking for people who are interested in in, uh, multimedia as a whole. And uh, we've been working on this for about, I'd say seven, eight years now, and we launched the initiative last year. Um, I don't know if this is the right form to talk about it. We, we launched it last year at an event called San Diego Comic-Con in San Diego, California. And that event is the premier event globally with respect to uh, mainstream media. So all the major studios, all the major networks, all of the publishers, they announced their projects for the forthcoming year, at that event and they invited us last year to talk about the initiative because what we have found is that storytelling that celebrates uh, universal values that are actually in our opinion connected to the fitra are actually also uh, in high demand across uh, all the different regions cultures traditions as a whole so our storytelling is uh, predicated on the notion that uh, you can have stories that elevate and entertain at the same time. And uh, if you are someone who has enjoyed content from companies like Lucasfilm, uh, like Star Wars, you'll understand and appreciate the fact that uh, George Lucas himself actually took much from our tradition to build up the framework or the archetypes that make up the Star Wars saga as a whole. Uh, a lot of the uh, lessons of Tissowulf in the framework or Uh, the ideology, I should say, of the Jedi. And I remember uh, attending an event where George actually mentioned, George Lucas, the creator of Star Wars, mentioned that what he wanted to do with Star Wars was to plant the seeds of an idea in young people's minds that there is something unseen that's bigger than themselves out there. And I'm not saying we're doing exactly what he's doing or what he wanted to do, but we are actually taking that even further by allowing uh, consumers, allowing audiences, allowing readers to enjoy content that's not only going to uh, give them that visceral rush, it's also going to uh, plant those seeds just like George did, but take it to the next level and have them ask questions about uh, why they're here, where they're going, address the ups and downs and the (laughs) lefts and rights that come with uh, the challenges of our existence. So, uh, if you want to learn more about us, uh, you can follow us on Instagram, Fictional Frontiers. We actually have a website that uh, <laughs> I don't know if it has something to do with uh, Safina, but we get hacked uh, from time to time. So, we did get hacked. It's fictionalfrontiers.com. And uh, we are looking to collaborate with people who are um, working in these different industries and spaces, or even if they're novices, we want to learn, or not learn, we want to have them learn about what all these industries are about and you never know there are those proverbial diamonds in the rough right that uh, we hope to uh, find and we hope to uh, work with on a variety of different things so i don't know if the the chats there. i can actually answer some questions if people have any questions about what we're doing let's see if there's anything related to it's a yoda had a a tarik i saw that (laughs) that's funny um Star Wars and Dune, I see that there as well. But if you have any questions specifically about the initiative as a whole, what we're hoping to accomplish, um, let us know. You can email us directly at info at fictionalfrontiers.com. Right now we have six uh, intellectual properties at different stages of development. We have some very uh, exciting plans for those projects, not only uh, with respect to the publishing side of things, but actually developing them for television and for film as well. And uh, we have relationships with many industry leaders across the board with respect to uh, the most successful affair. Uh, If you're talking about commercial success, um, we have people who are working on our projects who have worked on, for example, James Cameron's Avatar, uh, who've worked on most of the Star Wars projects as well. And the notion, the idea is uh, is that through collaboration, hopefully we can actually... uh, inform people about so much that they're missing. There's a void there that needs to be filled and we're hoping to fill that void. And I wouldn't call it necessarily counter programming per se, because I think what happens when you address things in that fashion is that you become fixated on what has already been produced and what is already, uh, what is being presently produced. If you focus on your own narratives and on your own uh, approaches uh, to whatever you're doing. It's just like what Dr. Shadi said, it's having a system, it's having focus, right? If you divert your attention to other things, you're going to lose the uh, bandwidth necessary to really succeed at the highest levels because any industry, any effort, and we're taught this in our tradition, is uh, predicated on the notion that you have to um, dedicate yourself uh, and apply yourself To the best of your abilities, and then put your trust in Allah. That's our approach to things. So, that requires a certain amount of sacrifice. It requires a certain amount of discipline. Uh, It requires a certain amount of um, uh, education to a degree. But you know, life, (laughs) life's experiences are a form are a form of education as well. So, let me see again here. I'm not accustomed to the live chat here. We have our own live stream, but. Okay, what well, we got? To say, will you take applications outside the U.S.? Yes, we will. Yes, we will. Uh, we actually have quite a few creators uh, who uh, are working on our projects from overseas. As a matter of fact, we have one series that we're developing right now, um, which is inspired by the stories of the Olia, which is written by Noor Yusuf, who is a savant. She's an incredibly talented writer. She's the daughter of Sheikh Asim uh, Yusuf out of the U.K., um, who's one of the top Hanafi scholars in all the UK, who has Ijazat uh, from over 30 scholars on four different continents. So, not to say that you have to have that in order to work with us, but yes, uh, to kind of sum it up, you can reach out to us directly at info at com. We have a lot more programming we developing, and, uh, had I known I was going to be on there, I would have, I would have dressed more in, uh, along the lines of what's expected from a program of this caliber, but nonetheless, next time, inshallah. Uh, and I think that, uh, I'm going to be giving the pilot seat back to Dr. Shaddy in a moment. If there are any other questions, uh, have you all worked with any major comic publications? Yes, we have. Um, uh, IDW publishing, which is the company behind works like transformers, uh, uh, Sonic, the hedgehog, angry birds, um, star Wars. Uh, we actually had a series, my first series, uh, entitled Jinrise, we actually had that published through them. It was the first ever series uh, published by a major American publisher uh, that was actually inspired by the Muslim world or the Muslim world story. So that was a series we actually did publish through them. And we do have very uh, solid relationships with all the different publishers. I would... uh, uh, I do want to make note of the fact that Marvel and DC are not really in line with uh, what we're doing. Uh, they're really much. They're really primarily focused on superhero fare, so that's not us. But in answer to your question, yes. Uh, I don't know if there are any other questions. Yeah. W. Uh, yeah, fictionalfrontiers.com www.fictionalfrontiers.com And again, uh, we're going to be releasing a couple titles next month, inshallah, that we have in development. Uh, the one I mentioned from Noor Yusuf called Beyond the Forest and then... Um, The other series, there it is, Beyond the Forest, and then the uh, other series is uh, called uh, the Muhakik, uh, but we are translating it as Clarion, and it's actually a martial arts series that is uh, inspired by the uh, martial arts schools in Indonesia that have a very uh, long-standing tradition of being connected to uh, Habib Omar, for example, and a lot of the different shukh. So it's actually taking a lot of the lessons that uh, are part of their curriculum, their programming, and uh, creating a story that actually blends that narrative, exciting fare that is really part and parcel of so much of the pop culture scene as a whole. So, we're, we're giving you the steak and the sizzle at the same time, so to speak. So, uh, with that, I don't know if Dr. Shaddy wants to take over. <laughs> I, th- I think I've, I've gone on for long enough. I don't know how you can do this for as long Shh. as you do it. May Alyssa Ponth reward you. When That's I
0: was in school, I used to get <laughs> needs improvement for excessive talking. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, questioner is saying how you draw eyes Because in the Maliki Fiqh uh, Two-dimensional uh, is, no, is not haram As long as it's two-dimensional It's not haram That's the key in Maliki Fiqh Let's read a little bit more From al Hadith al Muhasibi. Okay He Sama'atu al uh, he had a karama, and the karama for him was that he would become nervous when the food was not halal. Okay, so if it was from, for example, um, a certain person who was known. To have a job that wasn't for permissible. Why is it that du'a is not accepted? What's the link between food, your food, and your du'a? Like, do you ever think like, wh- wh- why is that the link? Well, if your food is not halal, chances are Muslims don't eat pork. Chances are, if their food is not halal, because their money is not halal. If their money is not halal, that means his job is not halal, and your job is what you do, the bulk of your wakeful existence. As long as you're awake, chances are more than half of that is in your job. On an average day, on an uh, average weekday, you're going to be working from when you get up until the afternoon. And the time that you have, the downtime you have, is like just a couple hours at night, afternoon, right? And then you sleep. That's the bulk of your life. So the bulk of your life, you're disobeying Allah. You're you're bringing harm to the society because what is haram is harmful, right? You're bringing harm to the society. You're disobeying your Creator. Why would He listen to you? That's the reason why the Prophet said, Rubba ashath akbar." A man is traveling. Ashath? Uh, he's traveling. That's one of the asbab of dua. He is ashath akbar. He is poor, dusty, and disheveled. Miskeen. You want to have sympathy for him. يَرْفَعُ الى السماء. He puts his hands up. This is one of the signs of, I am impoverished to my creator. This is one of the asbab of dua. Okay? You don't make dua like this, like you're rich some person who doesn't need. You need. You reach out like this. يَقُولُ يَا رَبْ يَا رَبْ He says, Ya Rab Ya Rab, This is one of the asbab of so in this hadith is not only what makes what's going to come is make dua not accepted what makes it accepted these things right the traveler's dua is accepted the sick is dua is accepted. then when, when in pain is the oppressed okay then he's shout, calling out ya rab ya rab he's poor he's disheveled okay you want to wear be humble in your appearance when you make dua all the signs that you would think a human let alone the creator would answer this person Right, And Allah, Subhan- but, well, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not answer him. He says His food is all haram His clothes is haram His drinks is haram What he drinks is haram H- How would he be answered Your whole life you're disobeying Allah Now what do you want from him now Right. So that's where food And wealth is a direct link To dua being answered So where he says here that um, His clothes is haram Does that mean he's wearing silk no, it means it was purchased with wealth that is that is acquired through a job that's forbidden. So you are a, a source of harm to the world. Why would Allah answer you? All right? Qala Abu Abdullah ibn Khafif, خفيف اقتدوا بخمسة من الشيوخ Follow five shi'u. Al Harith al Muhasibi, Junaid ibn Hamd al Sariq, Abu Muhammad al Ruwaym, Abu Abbas ibn Different ibn Atah. Uh, Amr ibn Uthman al-Makki al they had fiqh and they had to sawf. if you have fiqh but not to sawf, guess what you become argumentative judgmental and you hate on everybody because all you're studying is what's right and what's wrong right and then I what's right and wrong is on my mind 24 hours a day then I look at a person I see all the wrong why because it's on my mind it's always on my mind, right? I see everything wrong about this person. But people who focus on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the mercy of Allah and the compassion and uh, the wisdom, they see everyone and they see, oh it must be just he made a mistake, Allah can forgive him. Right? They have mercy for people. So you can't go one way, now you have mercy for people who don't who where it's harmful. There could be a limit to that. Oh, he's just, yes, he, I understand he's murdering people, but you never know what happened in his childhood. I mean, you know, that's where, like, some cases are going, right? It's like the, the, the murder is now the source of our, the focal point of our sympathy. I've seen it in, in certain cases where someone's about to get the death penalty and they're all, like, sympathizing and everything. And I'm thinking, what about the victims here? Why is this person getting all the, oh, he had a terrible childhood. That's wonderful right? That you have so much mercy, but the victims have rights too. So the good thing for us is that we have an outward and an inward and this life and the next life. We say he may be totally right. Maybe this person was warped from the moment he came out of his stomach, mother's stomach, his chances of being normal were shot. And that happens when, for example, the mom's a prostitute, the dad's a bum, The the dad's always beating the mom, and he's this guy's messed up. This kid is going to be messed up, right? And then he goes to killing people, and it's happened before, right? Like serial murderers. You go to their backstory. Like, what do they do in the movies? You're in the movies, right? What do they do? Prequels or backstory origin stories? That's what they call the origin story of a serial killer. There's a book about it. Okay, about one of these guys, you will cry. A, 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 a man whose heart is made of stone will cry when you read the origin story of this serial killer. I can't remember who his name is. Truman Capote is the author. Truman Capote wrote the book. You will cry when you read the origin story of, of, of two serial killers. Okay. That's all fine and good. Maybe Allah Ta'ala will take care of their affairs in the Judgment Day. But as long as we're on this earth, we have a different law. We have to observe the law, because the law on this earth is not the be-all and end-all. The law on this earth is to, for the protection of the people. If that person is truly innocent in the sight of Allah, like their mind popped, their mind is shot, they, uh, the, right, they're, they're completely messed up in the head, that's for Allah to decide. And Allah may take those victims and compensate them are you willing to forgive this man he was such a had a terrible life he did a horrible thing to you but i will give you this 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 if you forgive him that's what the malaika will do on behalf if allah commands that then the victims say yes i will forgive him if i'm going to receive this wonderful reward then allah says your book is clean and your victims are satisfied and i forgive you because of all you suffered in the past it's possible right but that's not for us to decide here and that's why people with sympathy, they want these serial killers to be let go, right? They want these terrible criminals to be let go. And, and, and recently, we had the transgender murderer, and they said, there are seven victims, not six. Transgender guy killed six people, and the chant was seven victims. Wait a second, he's the one who did all the killing. So it, there can be possibly misplaced sympathy, right? where other people's rights are being uh, 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 taken. All right? So that's where we have a concept of misplaced sympathy and misplaced harshness. Okay? I can always tell if a group of people, they study more fiqh than tisawuf. Like You don't want to be around them, to be honest with you. They could be on the 100% perfect fiqh. Everyone is bad in their eyes. Everyone is a sinner. Everyone is terrible. Uh, check out from that group. Also, they have other side which less in Jersey, probably maybe more in, in the old days in California. I don't even think now anymore. I don't even know where they are, but everything is rahma, Israel, Rahmah, right? Peace, naive, naive people who have taken rahma and put it where, hold on a second, you lack courage. Don't call that rahma. You're weak. You lack courage. You lack reason. But in order, instead of, you know, like ex- exercising those muscles and developing that quality in yourself? He you said, Rahma. I once asked a guy. I said, you're sitting at a restaurant and a guy comes and insults your wife and flicks food in your face of your wife. Do you get up and is there an altercation? He said, no, it's not good for dawah. And it doesn't show the Rahma of Islam. Is this not misplaced Rahma? Right? Is this not someone who possesses a weakness. And is this not someone who does not know anything about the world, how the world works? Is this not somebody who uh, has problems in his understanding? But yet, let's just cover it up. Rahma, Take the sauce and put it on the old meat. That's what they do in the restaurants. And, right, take the overcooked pasta, make it cold, and call it pasta salad. This is how you get away with a flaw to make it look nice. You know, the restaurant's all cheating, right? Sunday brunch. Why are they selling the food so cheap? Yeah, because this is junk. Pasta salad is overcooked old pasta. Cut it up, mix it with vegetables, no one's going to know. Make it cold, because cold, it's hard, right? It hardens up again. And you're fooled, eating this rotten food, right? Sunday brunch. These are flaws and personalities covered up with rahmah. Okay. And the job of the fuqaha and the arifina billah that they're doing in these books is to teach us qualities have a time and a place.
1: Yes. It could also be argued that uh, the Muslim has a responsibility towards adl justice as well. So you can still be merciful and still be just at the same mm-hmm. time, meaning that you're not reveling in the punishment that you have to uh, dole out on this individual. I think that's one thing. It's 100%. very
0: important. It's extremely important not to be happy. But you can be happy at the end of injustice, that we're bringing an end to injustice. I'm happy about that. Justice is being carried out. I'm happy about that. But once the victims are being recompensed, there should not be a happiness, a self smugness, if you were conquering your enemy, right? Because it's not good for yourself, right? Let alone the other. Forget the other person. It's not even good for yourself. Smugness is just a, its something that's going to come back to haunt you. And this is why success is extremely harmful for future success, right? Because when you succeed, it's so easy to slide into bad habits, right? And in the world of sports how we grew up, they call it the championship hangover you spent your time doing something like celebrating. Whereas the team you defeated is training the team. you, The team that came this close shows up to camp. They, the players start their own training camp before the official training camp. Right? Teams are not allowed to start training camp early. It has to be level playing field, but the players call up each other. Let's meet at the gym. Let's go rent out, um, You know, this place for two weeks was we train ourselves, the core of the team, start training. All of a sudden, if they were training uh, X hours, they're training X times 1.4 hours, right? They're getting up earlier, right? Kobe Bryant went to uh, the Redeem team. He's a bunch of bums. Wake up at like 8. They hang out till 1 a.m., 2 a.m., 3 a.m., come to practice groggy. Right there, one time, uh, and this guy—he's—he's he's like the like what we said—the the individual cell. If it's right, no matter what situation is, good things will happen. He was one of those guys. That's why he had a great career. He, yeah, he was skilled. There's a lot of skilled people, right? Tracy McGrady was skilled. There's a lot of skilled people out there, right? But the one who wakes up a little bit earlier, right, sleeps a little bit earlier right takes care of his diet a little bit better it's like all a little bit little bit little bit little bit little bit but then it compiles and that's where success when you when you dominate over something and you have success hold your horses a little bit because you can inculcate in yourself very bad things so even when you do have justice and you are successful and you are better than someone really bad habits can creep in such as kibr, arrogance and all, it, that's not a bad habit. That's a disease of the heart. Bad habits being that you no longer are are aggressive in doing the good because you think you arrived. That's in everything. If you're to become a millionaire, what's the point of uh, having the same habits you had in the past? So the, the, the key for us as Muslims is not to look at the scoreboard of life, rather to look at our engine. Is my engine working the efficient, correct way or not? If that's the case, you will produce 10 times more success and good results than just the one thing that you're looking at. This is what these ulama have always, uh, if you look at it, they're focusing on helping us in the deen. That's the most important thing. If you then apply that to akhirah, even, um, I mean, to dunya, even, you know, that'll be a little bit gravy on top he says من سحح باطنه بالمراقبة والإخلاص زين الله ظاهره بالمجاهدة Sunnah. okay um, if you rectify your inside by checking yourself and being sincere check your sincerity check your 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 yourself مراقبة if you do that Allah Taala will adorn you by مجاهدة Work hard. Work. He will give you hard work. He will inspire you to hard work, mujahid, hard work in ibadah and following the sunnah. That's how Allah rewards you. ويروا عن الجُنيدِ أنه قالَ مرَّ بِيومٍ بي الحارثُ المُحاسبِ. Junaid al-Salik says, "Harith al-Muhassabi passed by me one day. فرأيتُ فيه أثرَ الجوع. I saw that he was hungry. فقلتُ يا عمي. I said, "Uncle. Remember, see, it's not uh, a legend walking here. He wasn't like that in his lifetime. He was a member of Baghdad community. That's it. He said, am, addar, tad- 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 Uncle, come. Uh, we have some food. So he entered. Addara, ilay. And I went and I told my family, let's get some food and serve it to him there was some food we had from a wedding we had some food left over from a wedding that was given to us Okay. he put it in his mouth but I noticed he chewed it for a long time but he got up he spat it out and he left the house a couple days later I saw him and I said "What? what was that? okay I wanted you to th- to be happy that I'm eating at your house because you invited me it's rude to say otherwise okay however, between myself and Allah I received a sign that this food had a shubha in it had a doubt okay so I chewed it to make you happy about it but I couldn't eat it okay. I couldn't swallow it. All right. So where did you get this? Tell me where you got this food, he says. I said, it was given to us. Humila Ilayya min darian qarib li. By a neighbor who had a wedding. Okay. He said, would you come in today? He says, uh, yes, if the food is yours. Because I know your food is going to be halal. He said, yeah, he came in. All right, so that was... Um, he, and he ate that food. That was the karama of al-harith al-muhasibi. Is that he had a sense that Allah would give him that the food was haram. Right. Uh, the arifin and the awliya, whenever something bad happens, such as, let's say, an oven breaks down and you got to cough up a bunch of money. A car breaks down, you got to cough up a bunch of money. The arifin never hesitate to pay it. They know this is the haram coming out of our wealth. Right. This is the, what is Shubha that we can cause we can't we're only taken to account for what we know. We're not taken to account to trace money back in a chain of transmission. If I own a shop and a guy comes in and he gives me money and I take that, I'm not responsible to say where'd you get the money? Right? This transaction is halal halas. So the 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 zakah, accidents, things like that. Um, goes that's what takes away the the money the, that's not right that's why when a when a person begs from you what is the perspective of the arifina billah with a beggar this man is coming to take my money that is not halal what do you want um just give me 5 bucks Give 5 bucks right what, what next person what do you want uh just give me a buck give me a buck okay he allah has sent him to take the money that's not halal from me don't keep it and don't go and be one of those. Now, unless you see that someone is clearly like high, then you give them food. But if it's just a poor person and you say, maybe he'll use it for the haram, hold on a second, you're probably doing haram too. Allah's giving you money, right? If you don't see the clear sign of haram, you can give them the money, no problem. Don't say, you don't, you look fishy, you look suspicious, okay? You're probably gonna buy alcohol. Let me come and buy you an organic lettuce sandwich. One time we had uh, a giveaway food, right? And a guy, we gave him a sandwich, and he looked in the sandwich, and he said, what the heck is this, man? Right? And I said, man, why is he upset? He said, he didn't like the sandwich. I said, brother, what's the sandwich? He had come, his wife made the sandwiches, right? And he said, Oh, it's a cucumber and cheese sandwich. I was like, man, I wouldn't eat that. You give it a poor poor guy who hasn't eaten in days. A cucumber, are you being cheap? He says, a cucumber and cheese sandwich. I said, like, what the heck is a cucumber and cheese sandwich, right? Give me some meat on the bones. I used to be, uh, I used to get yeah. And I, used to be, the, I used to be like the closer, like close shop. At the end, we used to get like one homeless guy he always used to come. So we used to throw out all the donuts. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, nah, man, I want the bagels. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the bagels, yeah. Like, I don't want that. I mean, <laughs> that stuff, man. I want the, I want the meat on the bones. Like, give me the baking. Yeah, give me all that. That's give me the fun. eggs. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, you come and give the poor the least, the worst of things. Mm. One guy said, "I'm hungry. Get me something." And a guy said, gave him an apple, right? And he's like, "And what do I do with that?" Right. <laughs> uh, the, we, we, we look at these people and think that because you're poor, we can judge you now. And you better just take what we give you like a child. This doesn't work that way. Okay. One time a guy goes and he said, uh, we gave him a biryani. Like a container of biryani. Right. And he goes and he's like, I don't want this stuff, man. I'm like, this is good food. And he, I was like, what do you want? And he's like, I want a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And they laughed. They, they said, we taking, or do we take orders now? I was like, make the guy PB&J. That's what he's, that's what his desire, that's what he's craving, right? What makes, you're there to make people happy, right? You make them happy with how they make, makes them happy. So next time around, I said, hey, you make that guy that pb right? And he made the PB&J and he gave, that's like, thank you. Right? That's what he wants. I want Brianna. I'll take the Brianna. Right? He wants PB&J. That's probably like something he grew up on. That's what he wants. So um, that's the thing with the Fuqara. They're coming to take the wealth that we have that is haram. And that's why if you don't ever live anywhere where there's Fuqara, you're missing out. You are missing out. Not them. You are missing out. And we here have... Establish a a, a, uh, a situation now And a system for people To easily be involved Directly and indirectly With the fuqara Come and purify ourselves O people of North Brunswick East Brunswick South Brunswick All right With the nama that Allah gave us Come and support the soup kitchen Okay Come and support the soup kitchen All right we're going to be asking for support soon. La Cocina. I don't even know if this is the. the, 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 the Go to. La, if you check out La Cocina 367. Okay. La Cocina 367.org. I don't know if it's ready to take. Uh, click on that real quick. No, no, no. It's right there. La Cocina 367.org. Click on that bad boy right there. Look at that beautiful website. That's the first thing. That is a gorgeous website. And it translates English as Spanish. Okay. Inglés and Espanol. Okay. All right. Look at this gorgeous website. Gives you all the basics right there. And go up. Hey, you, But you're not screen sharing this right right now? Okay. Later. People can go look at it. Go up, click on the donation button, and you could donate 100 bucks, 50 bucks, 25 bucks, five bucks monthly. Okay? And start supporting our soup kitchen. Okay? Look, oh, you know what? I love this website. I get to see who's on our websites at all time. Qatar, someone from Doha just signed on. Someone from Cambridge, England just signed on. Someone from Ankara, Turkey just signed on. Someone from Lombard, Illinois. Prof. Siddhartha Salam. Just signed on. Okay. And by the way, the the person from... Someone from Toronto, Canada just signed on. Someone from Alpharetta, Georgia just signed on. Okay. And you'll see basically we have a very... Oh, a lot of people. Hanwell, United Kingdom, Milton, Ontario, Orlando, Florida, Dearborn, Michigan... Okay. Huh? I put it in the chat. Yeah. Um McKinney, Texas. Listen. Our goal. United Kingdom. Our goal every single day. Rain, sun, shine, snow, what have you. No, forget, don't put the lunch good. It's not up yet. Okay. Yeah, I guess you can put that up. All right. Peterborough, United Kingdom. Seven days a week, hot meal. That's the goal. When? By 2030. How? By having a monthly subscription, monthly donations that go to a special account and we will parse out the exact costs of a meal per 100 people. Like uh, uh, a dinner per 100 people and the staff, the foil, the heat, everything parsed out, so we know what a day costs for 100 people. Then we raise the and all comes from the monthly, and you get the reward for it, and we get the reward for doing it. Lawrenceville, Georgia, Hounslow, U.K., Cardiff, England, Brussels, Belgium, Connecticut, United States Masha Allah, all your support is direly needed. To make this. It can't happen otherwise. Plano, Texas. Cambridge, Massachusetts. Okay. Okay. Belleville, Ontario. So we are highly grateful and thankful. To you. We can't do this good work. That is so satisfying to the heart without all yours. All your help. Auburn, Alabama. Alabama someone is on the website today. Okay. I love this app. Right? Tells me who's where, where they're coming from. Now listen up folks. The news you all been waiting for. We try I want to get close to nature. Okay. Shout out to Ramsey, New Jersey. We went off and we got ourselves a goat. That goat, could you center me on the on the, what you're just about to put up? Center me there. And that goat, is that from the bottom? The bottom? Show me the goat picture. Yeah, yeah okay, good. That's fine. Now, actually, shrink it a little bit so we can see the whole image. There you go. That goat spent last afternoon in the New Brunswick County Jail. Uh, police department jail. Take a look at the picture, folks. That's what happened to our goat. Went to jail. They took the goat. Okay. See that we had the goat at the masjid, and I said, "Look, we could show the kids and everything, and Hiv's Academy, and all the Sunday, and the when we have classes, and he gave a nice little spirit to the masjid. Someone." called the cops there's a goat making noise we said fine they called me monday morning come and get your goat all right fine take the goat and i get a warning letter from the north brunswick police department they were nice guys say listen it's do what you want but you can't do it here so guess what i did i took them across the border to new brunswick okay Now, all the people in New Brunswick, either A, they love the goat, all the neighbors, or B, they cannot call the police. They don't speak English, right? And the last thing they they will ever do is call the police. They don't know if they'll get rounded up for not, for being illegal residents. So they don't call the police. So, like, the goat is safe here. So what happened? Yesterday's, on Wednesday's live stream, yeah, yesterday's live stream, Habib gets called down by the tenant, one of our guys, Edwin. And, the, and Habib comes back, shaking his head. They took the goat. So what happened? I called them up. They, they kept giving me missed calls. I called back. I said, guys, you guys said North Brunswick. So I, I moved them across the border. I, I did what you said. I got, him out, I got the goat out of North Brunswick. Put the goat in New Brunswick. That's what you guys said. He said, yeah, I, don't, I understand that you did that. But it's more illegal in New Brunswick. Because the, they want the city vibe. They don't want a rural vibe there. It's more, I was like, who called you, man? What is going on here? Why do people care so much? He said there was construction work happening. And there's always a cop monitoring the construction. So like like a power line or something, they got to put a cop there. And the cop heard a goat. And then the cop then uh, called it in. I'm like, man, this cop has to, you got to be a hero, right? And come and bother us like this. Now let's take a look at the footage we have here. Literally, I go to the police station and I see this cop. Uh, Poor guys
1: coming in,
0: the walk of shame. Poor guys coming the in. There's the cop. There's the goat walk of shame. Brought in. It's the walk of Poor shame. Poor guys coming in, the walk of shame. That's the police department. That is the new Brunswick police department, in. bro. The walk of shame. They had it in in jail. Poor guy is kept, coming in. The walk of shame. Okay, that's good. And it kept uh, making noise. And they kept calling me, come pick it up. Come get it. I'm like, man, you think I don't people don't have a life? I got stuff to do here. Right? And I, I and he said, and then finally what he said is he said, if you don't come and get it, we're we're sending it to the of uh, the pound. And then we're going to send it to our own farm. And then whatever happens, happens. Okay. When I spoke to them, they were saying, like, they were going to, like, take it away for good. Yeah. But then you had to, like, bargain it to, like, no, like, let's get it back. And then what did he say? Uh, they talked to each other. Did they say, ah, oh, the guy moved it to New Brunswick? Yeah, yeah. They're like, <laughs> They're like, we've been chasing this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. All right. Segment number. uh, We did Hadith and Muhasabi, fictional frontiers, goat gate. Segment number four, open QA for 30 minutes, inshallah. We got the Muslim cowboy out of Texas slash Medina doing work nobody has done before. Well, people have done it before, but he's done it in more pronounced way, if you ask me. And he's doing it in order to um, really bring dawah to a part of the world that people write off. Americans write it off. East Coast people, we make fun of them. We despise them. I don't despise them. I think they're very close to nature. They're very close to fitra. They, They have their own views. They hate Islam because they've been fed that, right? It's a big difference between that and the really smart people of the East and West Coast who think they're really smart and are very arrogant towards Muslims, And when they do give us the time of day, it's for some kind of token minority nonsense. So I actually have some good opinion and some hope that, inshallah ta'ala, that they will, um, he will find receptive hearts there in Texas. But when they do hate us, they hate us badly. So he's got a big, um, he's got a big hill to climb. So support the cowboy Muslim. Okay. Now, let me tell you this. Okay. Um, Let me tell you this. Do they arrest cats and dogs? No, they don't. We're allowed to have cats and dogs. You know what my second animal was going to be? A peacock. I was going to get a peacock. Yeah, yeah. they're selling them. They sell peacocks. I was going to put you, you put the leash on its foot. Let it walk around imagine that having a peacock you're actually gonna take my pe- oh oh guess what they said you're gonna get ticket in the mail oh, for the goal? i'm getting fined so they took the goal and you're getting yeah and i gotta see if it's gonna be on my record illegal possession i i i got so my wife was like wait so so you're gonna have a record now possession is a misdemeanor or what There are no goats, sheep, anything allowed in North or New Brunswick. All right, people are allowed the animals that their township allows. So two towns away, you can have a full farm if you want. Yeah, like the farmer is only ten minutes from me, from my house, but he's in another town. Is there a book says HR on what fitra is? Everyone is using the word fitra, but when asked, they point to the heart. But when asked, they give a strange response. Fitra is um, the inherent nature of a human being. It's not something that you're going to read a book about, but it's something that you can tune into by being close to your family, close to your parents, close to your kids, close to nature, close to your spouse, close to the Masajid, and far from the opposite of these things. Clubs, drugs, alcohol, pornography, women, garbage, okay things that are unnatural as we muslims and old old fashioned understand as natural okay we're not going to get into that debate with contemporary views of things okay but the um um that is how you get in tune with your fitra a farmer's are always on the fitra right like when there is there's correlation and causation when it's like 100% i can't say scientifically it's causation but when correlation is 100% there's clearly must be some causation there right so if farmers farmers actual farmers who deal with animals day and day out, they're close to their fitra right they're close to nature even when they're not muslim they're close to their their fitra is clean right um, people who, who are m- trained for marathons and they run, they are runners, people who are true runners, who run in the two and three digit miles a week, right? They're all thin. It's a 100% correlation, right? So there must be some causation there. So what are some systems... In, that we should have in place to gain closeness to Allah, says Awais Jameed. I believe that aside from the obligations and prohibitions, there are two systems, two things. You have to build them into your life. They should never, ever, 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 ever leave your life. Number one is the daily dhikr through the awrad. And you can get the awrad, listen to them, everything. Safinasociety.org forward slash lowercase wird, W-I-R-D. The word "wird" is anything you do every day. So that's the first thing. Okay. That is for your own daily routine. What's the next thing that go to the house of Allah minimum twice a week. Jamaz one. Go another time. That's so easy. It's really truly so easy, right? Do this for a year. See what happens. That's it. How easy is this? The, the word you can play it and recite alongside with it. If I'm at work and I'm wasting time, is it haram? It's haram if you're not doing what your boss asked. That's it. Why, why we say haram? Yes, because the Sharia between two people is the agreement that they made. That is the Sharia. So yes, it becomes haram to break your agreement. Okay. I feel I have not been tested And had an easy life Does that mean Allah doesn't love me Even though I have got better in terms of my deen Say Alhamdulillah Use your blessing for other people Use your blessing to help other people That's why Allah gave you Ni'mah Okay Al-Yamama says How can we donate support fictional frontiers And for La Kusina should I send to the website instead of Zell? No, Zell is fine, but the website is better. But Zell is also fine. It's it's gonna go to the same place. After easing off from Islamic inv- and I thank you, May Allah reward you for helping out at La Cocina, and, and soon you'll be seeing more and more footage of La Cocina. What do you guys think if we made a permanent twenty four seven live stream of La Cocina on YouTube? Right. I mean, when there is an event, you just log, like, just log in, and you can watch it. You know when they have like twenty four seven live stream of like Central Park or something like that. After easing off from Islamic environment, I am gathering scholars. My methodology, which you was following and building for so long, is getting hard to apply. Some teachers have unrealistic goals. The habit, the word that you do on a daily basis has to be easy. Something you do on a weekly basis can be a little harder. Something that you do on a monthly basis can be a little more time consuming. Something that you do on an annual or a lifetime basis can be really hard, but the daily habit and the weekly habit really have to be like, take up very little energy from you. Otherwise you just won't do it. Okay. Some people are at, they they lift at a certain level you can't ask a scrawny person who's never lifted before to lift at that level you got to go down and make things easy okay bound brook united states is now on the website i would love if they recorded where did never maybe we should do that um talib question for so i'm a published novelist and have seen firsthand how most publishers just want Islam's aesthetic without its teaching. How can we get Muslims to value artists who take that risk?
1: An answer to your question, I think there has to be, uh, first of all, an understanding of what the parameters are with respect to the stories we're telling. And that's one of the things that the initiative is actually going to be actively doing Inshallah, with the shuk as well, uh, we're hopefully going to be establishing the parameters by which any endeavor is undertaken, not just as far as the art is concerned, but also any industry. Because there's a process that one should incorporate uh, into their not only daily lives, but their professional lives as well. And that process requires a, a level of knowledge. And if one doesn't have that knowledge, you... Need to have the resources, i.e., uh, the legacy of tradition that's connected to the shuk, to establish what those parameters are. And I think if you approach it, as Dr. Shadi has mentioned uh, quite a few times today, uh, through a, a proper methodological uh, method as a whole, uh, and you have these clear delineations of what you should approach or how you should approach things, and you know what questions to ask, that's what has to be done first. So. Uh, to kind of sum up what we are attempting to do, we're actually trying to switch the way or adjust the way people are actually asking the questions about what they're doing across the board. Because I think you first have to ask the question, what is uh, a Muslim story? What is a story that's inspired by Islam? And you're right. it's it, it, Most publishers, unfortunately, are looking for uh, tribal Islam, if you will, you know, this idea that, Uh, We are an ethnic group, and the beautiful thing about our tradition is that we are an ummah that crosses all color lines, all ethnic lines, all language barriers, and basically it's it's something where we are not actually focused on a particular group or place. We're actually focusing on uh, a belief or an adherence to iman, uh, Islam, and ihsan. That's what unifies everyone. So that's the approach we're trying to take. And we're actually trying to, and actually, to be honest, is succeeding, I think, quite a bit, um, even in the early stages on a lot of different things we're doing, to reframe the question of what a story is that's inspired by Islam and is pulled from our tradition. So yes, you are correct. That's what a lot of uh, publishers in the West are doing, but uh, it's a big world out there. And I think uh, at the end of the day, what you'll ultimately see if we continue along this line is that... Uh, money talks and when you have such a h- huge large consumer base out there that does want true um, uh, adherence to the tradition within the proper parameters uh, i think they'll fall in line to a huge degree because the numbers will be too much for them to ignore mm.
0: it's it's an extremely important work because kids will seek entertainment whether we like it or not not any kids adults we we'll seek entertainment regardless, so there has to be that an alternative out there. It has to be. Can't just say don't, don't, don't do anything. It's not. Pro, it's not realistic. You got to go to the lowest common denominator of people's behavior. Yeah, yeah. And
1: I think that going back to that reframing of the discussion, the one thing that uh, has happened over the last couple hundred years is that we have gotten away from the notion that artistic expression, when it's uh, Uh, manifested in a halal fashion is actually a form of ibadah. And so what's happened over the last couple hundred years is that people in our uh, ummah as a whole have disconnected from that type of expression, which is why you don't see beautiful architecture, you don't see beautiful... um, or you see architecture as kind of pulling just from what we see in in the secular world as a whole. Mm. But there's been this uh, tabooing, if you will, of this type of expression or artistic expression as a whole... That uh, was never part of our tradition. If you look at Andalusia, if you look at the Ottoman Empire, uh, you look at even uh, to some degree, even now, in modern times in Malaysia still, but most of the Ummah, a huge, well, not most, but a huge part of the Ummah has disconnected from that tradition. So we're trying to bring that back. And the, and the reason they got
0: disconnected, whenever you disconnect with something like that, it's just economics. Uh, simple fact that when you're um, conquered and you become poor, right? Be the art first thing to go is art, because that's something you do when you have in excess of your monthly budget can now go to people to just do art their whole life. And now mm-hmm. we, you go back, you lose that stuff, you go back to basics of food and drink. So um, why do people make dua like this, but then sometimes they turn their hands upside down in the middle of their dua. That is because it is something you're seeking refuge from. You're not asking for that, you're seeking refuge from it. That's why. Okay. What Arabic books do you recommend? Depends if how strong your Arabic is, but can we say evening of God after asr? Yes. Into asr, especially towards the end of asr, you can do it. Why are there so many secret marriages nowadays? Well, if we know that there are many secret marriages, then they didn't do, keep it secret then, right? But uh, parents maybe make things difficult or maybe, uh, maybe the, you know, par- maybe parents are difficult. Maybe kids want to have a marriage that maybe is um, not approved of, must be. So I can't answer that question, but unfortunately he's saying that there are, at least they're, it's not a marriage. As much as they're trying to protect themselves from zina, we don't consider that a valid marriage. Um, Someone's going to Malaysia soon. Bukhari's going to Malaysia. Um, Majority Sunni. Can I pray behind them? Jum'ah. Yes, because they're they're mostly Sunni Muslims. And Shafi'i too, took from their religious knowledge from Yemen. What's the ruling on joining administrative services? It's halal for you as long as that entire department is not dedicated to something we don't approve of, such as the military. If that military is involved in some oppressive war, it doesn't have to be against Muslims. It can be a war against another nation, that, but it's oppressive in its nature. It would not be approved of in the Sharia. And you wouldn't be able to join it at all. Not like, okay, join it, but don't be part of that war. No, you don't, it's one unit. Okay, that's that's our view about that. Okay. Also, you look at the potential of the war, right? You know, it's a potential that they're going to go to war. What can I do if I'm invited by uh, to my non-Muslim neighbors or friends to eat at their their place or halal restaurant, but they end up paying for it? You're not uh, accustomed, you're, you're not accountable for for that. What hadith al be? he had extra. Right? What he had was extra. We are only accountable for the immediate transaction. Okay? A man comes up to me and gives me a fruit basket. It's a gift from the neighbor. It's a gift. That's the transaction. A gift. Gifts are halal to take. So... You're only responsible for the immediate transaction. Can I ask one
1: question about that quickly? Yes. You were talking about um, clothing that's halal or food that's halal. Mm -hmm. So with a lot of, say, uh, uh, brick-and-mortar stores that are there today that we uh, frequent, if they are partaking of something that's clearly haram or there are elements of things that are haram in that store, are we allowed to purchase it? what do you mean, for example? You know, like, um, you know, maybe there are certain celebrations or certain traditions that they're marketing or promoting to some degree at a store or whatever. No, you're not going to be held accountable for that
0: unless the the store is becoming like over the top, clearly delineating their support for this or that. Um, But if they have a product here and there, we're not accountable for that. Uh, Otherwise, it would be a hardship. If their general business model is something halal, that's acceptable for us to shop there. Um, a La Cucina live stream may harm the dignity of the people who use it. Well, it's just a free dinner. That's all it is. Uh, it's not something where you're, um, you know, um, it's a free dinner. It could be people who eat there who have no, they're not impoverished. I don't think that it would necessarily because it's just a free dinner. Okay. what's, mm, Okay. Let's take the next question here. An elderly lady, Muhammad the Mohaz says, an elderly lady at the supermarket asked me to get an item on the high shelf for her. It was alcohol. I was too shy to refuse. Was I sinful or rewarded for helping her? You're sinful. ZF says, Sheikh a message for you. Visit Masjid Gauthia when you visit Bolton. Okay. I have to tell my people, my hosts, Aisha Davies says Assalamu alaikum Are all the UK venues released? Yes they are Are you coming to Cardiff? Okay Coming close to Cardiff Let's pull up the Gedwal Alright here is the Gedwal Gedwal is the Arabized version of schedule May 31st Wednesday May 31st 7.30pm Harrow I don't know where Harrow is London maybe Next day, Thursday, Birmingham. June 1st, Birmingham. Next day, Friday, Juma, at Mustafa Mount. Same day, Bolton, 7 p.m. Okay, Bolton. Saturday now, High Wycombe at 5 p.m. Sunday, 5 p.m., June 4th. Milton Keynes, okay, at 5 p.m. Same day. No, no, next day, Monday, June 5th, High Wickham. at 7 p.m. Tuesday, June 6th, departure, okay? um, That's the schedule. Hey, why don't I send this, email this to you, uh, Habib, and you could put them up one at a time. So that's the schedule. And I, I'm taking it as like a humble tour just to go see the Ummah. See the Ummah. And talk to the Muslims and meet the Imams there and give them, and you know, benefit from them. And also to try to... Uh... Did you get it, Habib? Did it go through? Yes, it did go through. Right? Um, just to benefit from them and and to meet the Muslims there and... Things like that. Next question. What about the dignity of the people? Melody said that. Mm, I don't know. I don't see any problem. It's and it's, a, it's just a barbecue, right? It's an iftar. I mean, a dinner. Maybe. Maybe not. It's not like you can even see the people through the live stream. It's like a security cam. You'll just see humans. You're not going to see anybody in specific to see that there's activity happening proof that uh, that <laughs> it's proof that we're doing stuff can a woman be in contact with a sheikh of tasawwuf who can help her with purification of the heart like constant non-stop back and forth messaging no nah. a message here and there maybe but constant non-stop i don't think that's intimate discussions and stuff no nah. come to leicester central mosque uh, where uh, Leicester is. Um, Leicester. All right. Do you speak Urdu or Farsi? No. When I questioned my teachers on Rizq, they became angry and said, I have no tawakkul. Uh, that's not right. I told my I you on every step, and even Islamic business studies, they got angry, apologized, and left. What? Allah gave us asbab. Asbab are beautiful things, but we know what they are. They're asbab, just means. They're just means. They have no power in amongst. us. Stretch that pick a little bit. Yeah, stretch it a bit because it's uh, no, no. You're on the wrong one. Yeah, the big one. You can see the bottom of it is still not. It's not covering. Yeah, there you go pull it down a bit because the bottom is not covered. there you go pull that there you go that's good perfect um means are not they're not uh the means are not uh they have no power in themselves they're just means okay so but although they're just means we're obligated to to go with them to use them what's wrong with that and there's wisdom in there you learn in the process of taking asbab are teachers too when you take the asbab you learn have to take asbab skipped question Hizb al or Wurd al-Latif how to balance both whichever one you're doing if you do one stick with it if you're doing one stick with what you're doing if you don't if you're not doing one then Wurd al-Latif what happened with Junaid al-Sarik and Mansour al-Hallaj long story why people are having secret marriages? Because it's their second marriage. Drama. What's the maximum length of hair for a man? He should not look like a woman. The shoulder's length is what the Prophet him had. Why did Sayyidina Isa not get married? Allahu we We can't answer that. I don't know. have the answer to that. Waqar Ali says, there is an event in Birmingham. I did want Cardiff, but just limited. Okay. Learning Arabic books. I'm reading Medina book series. Keep it up. Keep up the Medina book series. Okay. Aisha Davies says, Cardiff always gets sidelined. Yeah. Where is Cardiff anyway? Isn't that like the print it's in Wales
1: I've been there before I don't remember the look.
0: <laughs> is it is it next to Wales Cardiff no no it's with a D Habib's looking it up writing it with a T we don't even know what Cardiff is click uh, yeah click enter yeah, Wales. isn't it in which is technically is it in Wales it's,
1: the capital of Wales.
0: it's in Wales mm-hmm. very interesting because they have preserved their own language you know that Welch.
1: Mm.
0: Welch. its own language. I'm in London. Cardiff is down, yeah. wh- oh west. Yeah. Wow, I've been to Wales one time for she comes had an event there a long time ago. So, huh? What's like the city in like the UK, like what's like the London, like New York? not London. Oh, London? Yeah, oh. of course, it's more of a sprawl than high buildings like nothing no city in in the world has uh is forced to build up the way in the the way New York is and by the way New York is sinking. sinking you know that it's sinking a couple millimeters every year crazy stuff 3 hours um it's interesting to hear the Welsh language welsh or welch it's welch welsh is the juice company welch is the language right <laughs> I got them switched. I think so. Wait a second. Well, What's well, going well, on well, here? Well, yeah. well, you, you know, the reason why I know a lot about Wales is because back in the old days of the NHL, uh, there used to be the Prince of Wales conference. Yeah. Well, if you think about the, <laughs> the fruit snacks is with a C, Welsh. Welsh. And the language right. is Welsh. Welsh. Okay. <laughs> okay. You got these cities in England that you have to develop your own type of peace with them. Right? right? And you can because the wildflowers are gorgeous. They have space in England. And when you look at the space, like when you drive space, huge space that we don't have here in America and and it's like green. Such a green country. And that's the 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 good side of the shot of the shade of the cloudiness is that um, the grass loves it. The grass grows in England like no other you know they're the inventors of the lawn oh, really? oh front lawn and stuff they're the ones who who basically came up with that idea because the grass grows there beautifully in England oh yeah they 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 have lamb wool okay is big there. Would it be permissible to work for a voter education site when American politics is not compatible with Islamic values, Chief Latif? I know that you're not going to work in such a job. <laughs> Chief Latif is going to work in like some designer designing Jordans or something, right? Painting Jordans. I know Chief Latif. What would what, what you involved in voter drives for? I don't know if it's hot or not. Ask somebody else. Magnus says, where is the goat now? The goat is now back at the farm. I take it back. And, and in, in compensation for not having my goat, I'm going to get an udhiyah for Eid. All right. Magnus says, I wanted to get back into jujitsu wrestling. Most gyms play music in the background, even the Muslim ones. You still can can do that, but just you're not accountable except for what you listen to. You're not accountable for what someone else puts on. Okay. Learning Edub says Welsh people are lovely. I visited Cardiff and along the coast of the southwest last summer. Okay. Leicester, you pronounced it wrong. I pronounced it as I saw it. I'm <laughs> innocent, right? Leicester. Leicester? No, it can't be Leicester. Why they have a E I C <laughs> No, it doesn't make any
1: sense.
0: That would be absurd. Right. <laughs> no Leicester would be L E S T E R. Okay. Uh, that would be that would cause the poor kids to get dyslexia with such uh, meaningless letters in the middle of the word. Everyone thinks we like everyone thinks that their language is the norm and everything's an accent relative to that, right? Yeah,
1: it is, it's Lester. I looked it up. You're kidding me. No. Let me see.
0: Leicester spelling, it pronounced. Where's the volume on this thing? It's got the evidence. First, the, do we accept the methodology of that Google is the evidence? Okay.
1: Leicester. Yes, I'm. Lester. Leicester.
0: Oh, man. Okay, next question. How do British print people pronounce Leicester? Leicester. How to say Leicester. Okay. They have videos on this because it makes no you hear that? Once you know, actually, Leicester. Here are more videos on how to pronounce many names of cities. In okay, <laughs> so we have to take tutorials because of a nation insisting on putting in uh, letters where they don't belong. <laughs> right? Uh, you know that writing is supposed to make things easy, not harder. So, um, interesting what's going on here, right? what's the best du'a to recite after Salah? allahumma wa shukrika wa husna that's the best du'a to recite may allah bless your travels thank you very much okay and melody 21 did come for a visit with her friends during the month of ramadan she's always on the stream and she came to visit mbic okay um Okay. Did you put up both events? Stick it there. Know, keep it there know. the whole time. Yeah, keep one of them there. The first one, I guess. Okay. Can you speak about Kitab al-Riaya Who? I don't remember that book. I have to look it up. I don't know much about that book. But I can read it and get a sense of it. Okay. Are we coming to Birmingham? Yes, we do have an event in Birmingham. Okay. All right. Worcester is another. Worcester sauce. We call it Worcester sauce. It must come from England. When you have a steak, when you have tomato juice, you put Worcester sauce in it. So they have another one. Uh, You have a Leicester in the US too. We do change the spelling. Right? New Brunswick somewhere in, in UK. New Brunswick yeah, New all the east coast. coast is names from the UK. All the, and all the west coast and the south is Spanish names. Mm-hmm. Like Hartford for example is a Hartford in the UK. Um New Brunswick, yeah. Okay. Okay. How to deal with people Who are overly lenient with music And that it's maximum makruh? Uh, you can share knowledge with them But Allah will take you into account for yourself Which you pers- purposely do My kids Islamic school Has implemented a late fee If the tuition is not paid on time That's problematic. Best way to revise numerous fiqh masail. Re- repetition. Fiqh is by repetition. Anybody can learn anything. Okay. Anybody can learn anything. All right. It's it's uh, repetition. At-tikrar yu'allim Repetition will teach a donkey. You may be slower or faster, but you will get there. Okay, you will get there. How do I greet my granddad at his grave? Uh, uh, you go and you say, "Assalamu alaykum alaykum and mu'mineen. Wa inna insha'Allah bikum la haqul. Everybody. And you make dua for mercy for everyone in the grave. Then you can go to your grandfather and say, as alaykum. And you can make dua for him. And you can even speak and say, so-and-so got married and so-and-so did this because we know that the dead can hear and they love to receive visitation. You can say that. Okay. Is there any tafsir you recommend for common people? It's a good question. I do like ma'arif al-Qur'an. I like ma'arif al-Qur'an. The language is easy. It's a PDF. I know we we want to make sure that people get paid for what they do, but it's nine volumes. Now, nine volumes sounds intimidating, but the language of the tafsir is easy. Like, you can easily. So, Worcester is pronounced Worcester. Uh, You guys take care of the city names when you, the way that um, I'm going to have to learn now. I guess now, Gloucester. all this time is Gloucester. All right. (laughs) After all this time. Do you have any resources on the Islamic history of Sicily? Le, I do not. Okay. I do not. If you don't like this, check out French. Ooh. X's and all sorts of letters. The Arabic, what you see is what you pronounce. That's Arabic. English does have... Uh, conf- kids are confused all the time by English, too. English has other things that make no sense. Um, pronunciations. Because English is a combination of um, Germanic influence and Latin influence. So, for example, foot and food. Same spelling. You change one uh, consonant at the end, but the vowel is pronounced differently. Foot. Foot. Foot should be food food no because ones the the, the the language is a mix so the words are inspired from different languages or, or derivative of different languages and that's confuses a lot of people good food right good food food good that's how rationally it should be but you know languages are not rational they're just transmitted that's how the German language pronounces the, the double O. And this is how a Latin would pronounce it. That's it. Take it as it is. There was once a uh, idea to create a global language, one a one-world language, universal language, and it would have been a reduced English. It would have been English, but with rational principles. Of course, it's never going to happen, right? Because languages are... Uh, uh, the written language and the written grammar is just a description of what people do, right? No one comes up with a language and then let's all talk it, speak it, I mean. No. Language is just the opposite. It's whatever people... That's why they update dictionaries all the time, right? It's because the dic- the dictionary is a reflection of what people do. It's not the opposite. People don't go... And then afterwards, they speak grammatically correct. Afterwards, when we codify a grammar... Then the next generation says, okay, live up to this grammar. That's, that's how you speak. And for us, this is important in Islamic law. What is the source of evidence? The words. How do you understand the Quran? The language. Allah communicated to us through a clear Arabic tongue. So Arabic, as it regards the Quran and the Hadith and the Islamic law, is what the Arabs did with it. For the first 100, up to a hundred years after the Prophet Wasallam, right? That's what Arabic was. There is no Arabic language somewhere out there. It's whatever they were doing, whatever, however they defined a word from the first early records of Arabic up until a hundred years after the Prophet Wasallam when that last generation died out, and before all the mixing of new generations, Persians, Egyptians, Byzantine, all that stopped there. So if you want to know what a word means in Arabic, the proof, the evidence that the word means that comes from what the pre-Islamic and the Sahaba and the Prophet, how they use that word. So we cannot come and redefine those words. Now you want to go create words in Arabic today, you're free to do that, right? But what, you're free to say what you want. Egyptians or Arabs are making up words all the time. Every language makes up new words based on new technologies and new things like that. But what concerns us is what is evidence in our law, in our Islamic law, right? So what a Quranic or hadith meaning of such a word has to have proof from before the the time of the revelation or before, okay? The generation of the revelation or before that, okay? Okay. So, no one could say, come and say, well, um, أحد, أحد to me, and let's start using the word ahad to mean 11. You can't do that, right? So, it, you can do that, but it has no impact on the Islamic law. Sadaqat, uh, any quick and easy Sunni books, PDF on lives of the Sahaba. Now, this is a new way to get your question answered, or copy and paste it 15 times. Um, Lives of the Sahaba. Hayat al-Sahaba is a book that compiles for you um, Lives of the Sahaba. Hayat al-Sahaba. Also, there is Men Around the Messenger in English. Hayat al-Sahaba is translated in English. Okay. I'm watching Man United play now. I have to spam. Mm, I heard that the, 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 the Champions League is like epic this year. That's what I heard. It's Manu and Man City. Is that true? I found it funny that there is a verb for behaving like Hitler. Yes, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, there Hitler has become a verb. Hatlara tahatlara yatahatlar. Yeah. <laughs> it is. I saw it. He's right. It means basically be, being a dictator, being a bully, being a killer like that. It's a it's a verb. Okay. If you could recommend five books, what would it be? Okay, so um, if I was to recommend, if I was to go on an island and take five books with me. Tafsir al-Razi. That's for the Quran, Tafsir al-Razi. And then we're going to take Ibn Hajar. Okay. On Bukhari. Fath al-Bari. And then you're going to take in fiqh. Everyone's going to have their own method. Okay. In sirah, I would have to look at what is the longest seerah book. Because I'm on an island. I got a long time. I want the longest book of seerah. Okay. I would probably take with me Ahayya al Din. And I would take with me. Um, I would take with me the longest hadith book. Which is oh, I can't remember its name. I can't remember his name, subhanallah. because it's not out there. Someone recently printed it, but it's a hadith compendium of hadiths, a compilation of hadiths that's like maybe six hundred thousand narrations, right? And I have if I'm going to be on an island or be in a jail cell, may Allah protect us from all that. But I want, I need length. I'm going to go for I'm going to prioritize length for that reason. Fiqh, I would say Sharh Al-Kabir. Sir Ahmed Dardir's Sharh on Khalil. Sharh al saghir is his Sharh, his commentary on Aqrab al-Masalik, which he also wrote. His Sharh Al-Kabir is his commentary on Mukhtasar Khalil, written by Khalil ibn Ashaq al-Jindi. Okay. So that's what I would basically... Um, I, I can't remember can his name, SubhanAllah. Dawood it's the longest hadith book out there huh look it up yeah it's it's Dawood because it's not out there yeah you can't like go buy it in a store or anything Yeah, yeah look it up longest hadith book in Islamic history and of course it's interrogated heavily for having a lot of weak hadiths but I'm on an island anyway so right yeah go to that yeah. Um. Subhanallah, I can't remember. I can't believe it's given my mind. Is it of no, no, give me the Arabic names. Uh, so the no, no, no. I'm looking it up now. Oh, uh, so no, 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 no. no. It's none of these. It's not a well-known book. But it is the longest Book. Um, let me find it. That's one. Okay, i I'm sure someone out there knows it. As like yelling at the screen. Log in and put it in the comments. Oh, we uh, anything there? Uh, in the beginning, they're going to be uh, keep going down. Keep going down. Keep going down. Musnad Abu Dawud al-Tayalisi. That's what it is. Okay. Abu, not Abu Dawood that we know. Um. pretty sure it's not Abu that we know anyway i'm not going to spend time thinking on the stream um i'm going to i'm going to figure out but that i would take that book so i could read more because you have time right so accuracy and the perfection of the book is not the issue it's the um all right Anyway, let's take one final question. I wonder what is the longest Sira book too. You're going to need that. All right. Because think about it. You need length. Can we ask others to make dua for us? For sure. The prophet himself did that. How do you balance being humble and being assertive? Being humble is to respect people and respect the truth. Do not look down on people and respect the truth. When the truth comes to you and the evidence comes to you. And do not look down on people. Be assertive in everywhere around that. Let's top uh, uh, top this off with uh, dua and If you could please uh, pull that up for us, please. Do dua and Uh, okay, someone's saying correct the position of the camera. The thing is, if you want to see the camera as it is, go to YouTube. This is Instagram Moscow. We have a reader from Russia, a listener from Russia. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Allahumma jali nurun fi qalbi, wa nuran fi qabri, wa nuran fi sam'i, wa nuran fi basari. ونورا في لحمي ونورا في شعري ونورا في بشري ونورا في لحمي ونورا في دمي ونورا في عظامي ونورا في عصبي ونورا من بين يدي ونورا من خلفي ونورا عن يميني ونورا عن شمالي ونورا من فوقي ونورا من تحتي اللهم زدني نورا وأعطني نورا وجعلني نورا wa ala sayyidina muhammadin wa ala alihi wasalam sahbihi wa subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun wa salamun ala al-mursaleen walhamdulillahi rabbil alamin
1: let